So with this sensitivity. Let's go, to, let's go to John chapter number 1 verse 10. John chapter number 1 verse 10. We'll be quick. Not here to preach the sermon, but I'm here to just drop a thought with you. Just to drop a thought with you. Read this with me. Say he was. Let's go ahead. Read it. And the world knew him not. Say with me, knew him not. Meaning he was in the world and the world was made of him. But yet they could not sense that the one was standing by them. There are times when the presence of God can come and we are unable to discern or sense him. And let me tell you the one thing. So I want to drop this one thing the Lord said to me. When a visitation is limited is when a root of bitterness is springing up in the hearts of many. Uh, give, me, give me that verse, Pastor Stephen. Uh, Hebrews, I think it's Romans. Romans. Uh, unless, unless you fall short of the grace of God for a root of bitterness springing up, defiling many. Google it quickly and put it up for me. Hebrews 12, verse 10. Hebrews 12, verse 10. 15. Looking diligently, lest any man, let's read it, say looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root And thereby, put in the New King James for me this verse. Or let's put in the New King James. Let me read it for you in here. Let me read it again. It says, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. Say with me, trouble. And by this. Say with me, by this. By what? By the root of bitterness. Many has become defiled. The one thing that the enemy does to bring to remove people out of his presence is a root of bitterness. Meaning grace is available. Grace is full. How many of you know you are washed by his blood? We are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's what did I say I used to preach when we were preaching last year and we're going to do a conference this year? There will be, absolutely, and I might step on a golden cow, there will be no Christian in hell. Listen to me again. There will be no believer that is genuinely saved in hell. Jesus gives eternal life. He is not a scam artist and he comes and promises you eternal life, but gives you temporal life. He gives you eternal life. And when you receive him, it is a done deal. Say with me, it is done. As easy as what it is to get saved, it is to get healed. Meaning the moment I believe on the finished work of the cross and I believe heaven is my destination, healing is my portion. 
that healing was already done upon the cross. Are you guys with me? Sensitivity. So people fail sensitivity in the presence of God because they have a root of bitterness springing up. And it says, by this, many become defiled. And the Lord said to me, I want to stir a move, but many becomes defiled. What happens when they come out of religion? Do you know how many people are sitting here where you were being preached legalism and Moses? And you were being told to do, do, do. Yet the new covenant says, done, done, done. Help me with the sound. The sound doesn't sound good to me. Say with me, done. It is a new covenant, meaning that the moment where Jesus stood on the cross and he said, it is finished. It was the moment that any work ceased in your life. Meaning that the Bible says, the book of Colossians says, that the handwriting of requirements has been wiped clean about you. There is not one requirement but to believe on His name. It is a new covenant. A lot of people live in the new covenant promise with a condition of an old covenant upon their lives. And they're saying, I, I will get this, but one, two, three. I will get healed, but one, two, three. Oh God, please heal me. No, no, no. Say with me, I am healed. Say with me, it is done. Listen to me. The people that we're praying for that are getting miracles, they would drive on their way to church. And on their way, they would already begin to imagine, I am healed. When the lady with the issue of blood, she said, if I can only touch, if I can touch only the hem of his garment, I know Put that verse for me. Is it Luke 5? Somewhere. Get it to me and put it in the Amplified C version, if you have that. But it says this. Jesus was walking. And as he was walking, he turned around and he perceived. Say with me, he perceived. Meaning he sensed power leaving his body. And he turned around and he said, who touched me? Meaning that the Lord didn't even know whose prayer he was answering at that moment. Are you guys with me? Go one verse back. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a flow of blood for 12 years, so the 12 years, came up behind him. And we're speaking here about the press, the slipway anointing, the breaker that goes before us. Uh, the Lord of breaks, the Lord of Perez, going before him. And the moment you slip in behind him, it is like you're getting into the slipstream of the anointing. When you used to drive a motorbike, guess what? You're getting in behind a truck. The moment you get in behind a truck, it pulls you to go faster. The moment you get into the slipway of the anointing, what happened with Jesus? He was walking. He had a prayer shawl. I'm not going to get into it. It was called the mantle or his rope. And as it was hanging, he was in the slipway of the anointing. And the woman came up behind him. She had suffered for 12 years. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. Next verse. Say with me. Read this for me. Say four. Hold on. She kept saying, 
true? So she was saying, sitting, and she looked the, whole, the Lord walking past her, and she said within herself, and her lips began to move, and she said, if only I can touch. Not Lord, please heal me. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, heal me. No, no, no. If I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I emphatically am fully convinced if I can touch his hem, not him, just the hem, I shall be restored to health. Next verse. Jesus turned around, seeing her, said, take courage, daughter. Your faith, say with me, your faith. Meaning this woman came to a place where she answered her own prayer. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. There's a realm with God where is the faith realm. It is not a matter of asking or begging. It is say, God, if I get here, I know this will happen. And she touched him and pulled power out of him. And he had to say, who touched me? For power went out of me. And she had to say, it is her that got touched. Meaning that she said within herself, if I could only touch the hem of his garment, I will answer my own prayer. Meaning, God, I'm not giving you an option. The Syrophoenician lady that came behind Jesus. And, it, and, and, and she came to the disciples. And the disciples said what? They said, get away from us. Uh, uh, push. I'm not getting into the into theological side of the scripture right now. And then they went to Jesus. And he said, look. The, the children's bread is for the lost sheep of Israel. Meaning, women, according to the Gentile rule, you are a dog. Move away. It is not deliverance and healing is not for you. I have come to the lost sheep of Israel. It is for them. And she said, but even the little dogs eat the crumbs of the... And she said, I am a dog. Please understand this. People get so upset why must I be in such a long service? The Lord is here. If you could not see Him healing how many, then people would sit, but oh, this is nonsense, this, this, this. If you were in that condition, with a knee condition, with a lady that got healed with a knee, you will know the pain that it was for how many years. Those who have loved much, or has been forgiven much, loves much. Those who have encountered Him in a realm, when I was here, the presence of God came in so strong. When I got on my knees, my heart was pounding. The last time I had this was in Namibia. Where the fear of God came in. That I could not lift my head and look up. Because where there's an open heaven, and how many of you know where there's an open heaven? Say with me, in us. That's when the heavens are opened, I saw visions of God, said Ezekiel. That when your heaven is opened in you, because Malachi said what? I will open you the window of heaven and I will pour you out, out of your belly, out of an open heaven in you. 
shall flow out. So what was happening when Jesus was walking? It was the heaven that was open. He was the stone that Jacob rested his head upon, that the angels were ascending and descending upon, that the moment Jacob's head touched the stone, the heavens were opened. Now that rock moved with the Israelites in the wilderness. And if you would see an image, you would see a rock moving with them. And they would camp, and the rock would be there. That's what's written. And then they would move again, and then it says a rock moved with them. Obviously Christ, but think of it. Are you guys with me? And what happened when Moses beat at the rock? Anyway, a lot of people want to beat Christ when they can speak. What did the woman say? She said, I will. She began to open her mouth. If I could only touch. If I could touch. And he was walking carrying an open heaven. And as he was walking carrying an open heaven, she came into the vicinity of an open heaven. When Peter was walking, the Bible says that the shadow of God was on him. And his shadow would fall upon people. And as his shadow falls upon people, they begin to get healed. It is the substance of the anointing. Yet we think those stuff has calmed down somehow when we're in today's church. No, 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 no. There's a lack of hunger for God. There's a lack to press into the presence. Say with me, a holy hunger. Listen to me, a lot of people get pride and they sit and they're waiting for God to perform. How about you pull him till he's in this place? Or you open yourself till you let him out? For Isaiah says, arise and shine for your light. Say with him, my light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon me. It is His glory that will come out of you. But He's waiting to open up a heaven that is inside of you. To open up your belly so that rivers can begin to flow out. He said to the lady at the fountain, He said, if you can drink of this water, the fountain of life, you will never thirst again. And she said, Lord, give me of this water. Say with me, give me of this water. I'm just quoting now, but the scripture is there. He said, I will give you of this water. And if you drink this water, you will never thirst again. She goes on, she says, give me of this water. What did he do? He prophesied. Are we preaching to encounter or an kark? Say with me, he prophesied. She said, give me this water. And he said, you say you have this and this husband, but I say you've had five. I say this. He began to prophesy, meaning prophecy is a living water that comes upon you. When the living water begins to come, it has the ability to open up an inner man in you. What does prophecy do when we prophesy to you? It is not, oh, I got a word, I'm so great. No, no, no. It is a light in a dark place. It is a light that will shine upon a dark place. It is rivers of living water that will come out of you. Meaning that for prophecy to flow, it requires somebody to pull, to place a demand. A prophet hates to release a word upon somebody that doesn't want it. 
Are you guys with me? How many times have I had people that come to us, they're like, uh, what is God saying? God was in this place tonight. He is in this place, but His manifest presence, His visitations, He has made His abode in us, but He visits in a manifested way, in pocket still, and He's about to be poured out in this city in a very great way.